and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. There is absolutely nothing wrong with desiring happiness. After all, who wants to be unhappy, sad, depressed, feeling empty? And sadly, there are millions of people that are in that very condition, even at this moment. But happiness is uh, something that is fickle, it is fleeting, it tends to be here today and gone tomorrow. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you've lived long enough on this earth, you know that I'm not exaggerating. And then there is another problem with happiness. Sometimes the pursuit of happiness rules and dominates our lives, and it leads us to making bad choices in the pursuit, it trying to be happy. And, and uh, for those of us that are followers of Christ, that uh, truly believe in Him, we understand that there's more to life than just wanting to be happy. As a matter of fact, we found in the writings of Paul that whatever we do, everything we do, we do to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our uh, main drive, our main desire should be uh, to, to honor God, to bring glory to God, to be faithful to God. And out of that, uh, happiness can come. But I want to talk about real, soul-satisfying happiness. Real, soul-satisfying happiness is found in what Jesus taught and there is um, uh, something known as the Sermon on the Mount. That's a great example of that. The Sermon on the Mount is the best-known sermon that Jesus gave, and it is found in Matthew chapter 5. The Beatitudes uh, are the first part of that sermon, and that's where we're going to be focusing in just a bit and on this uh, new series. The uh, Beatitudes are, are um, found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. It is an extended sermon. But I want us to look at the first 12 verses of Matthew chapter 5 and uh, see what Jesus had to say here in the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 says, When Jesus saw the crowds, He went up on the mountain, and after He sat down, His disciples came to Him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle or the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, these first 12 verses of Matthew chapter 5, again, are known as the Beatitudes, and they are only the first part of the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to focus on that. But I want us to look at 
the, set, the, the context the context in which this was all taking place. If we back up from chapter 5 to chapter 4, the last uh, three verses in chapter 4, verses 23 to, through 25, kind of give us the context. Listen carefully. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease, and every kind of sickness among the people. The news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. And then verse five, verse, chapter 5, verse 1 says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. So you get the context there. Uh, Jesus is now, at this point, approximately one and a half years into the three-year public ministry. He's about halfway through his public ministry when he gives this Sermon on the Mount. And he has been going all over Galilee. Galilee is the northern part of Israel. And by the way, it's where he's from because Nazareth, his town is in, his hometown is in, is in Galilee. So he's been all over Galilee. Uh, verse 23 of chapter 4, Jesus is going throughout all Galilee. So he's covered that area. Can you imagine that, covering it on foot? And, and it says that he was um, teaching in their synagogues, he was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and he was healing every kind of disease and sickness among the people. So there are three things there that, that he was doing in his, uh, in his ministries. He went all throughout Galilee. He was teaching in their synagogues. Luke chapter 4 gives us kind of a, a little bit of insight into that. Luke 4.16, in the beginning of his ministry, he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him, and he opened the book, and he found the place where it was written. And by the way, this is Isaiah chapter 62, verse 1. And, and he read it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Then the Bible says he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all were speaking well of him, wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. And so there you get kind of a little insight into his teaching in the synagogue. He would uh, the, the, read the, the, the Old Testament. He would read the Word of God. And then he would sit down like uh, rabbis do uh, when they're authoritatively teaching. And he would begin to speak about it. In this particular case, he said, this scripture is being fulfilled today in your ears. In other words, I am the fulfillment of this. I'm the one that's come to, to proclaim the good news and to release the captives and so on. And so you get some insight. So he was, went about teaching in the synagogues, but then he also was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. He was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Um, and Matthew, Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 kind of give us a little insight into that. It says, Now after John, John the Baptist, had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God, or the gospel of the kingdom. And here's what he was saying. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent 
and believe in the gospel. Believe in the good news. There you go. That was, that was what he was proclaiming. Repent, repent, turn from your sins, and believe in the good news, the good news of, of, the, of the rule of God in your life, of the kingdom of God. It is coming. It is here. And then the third thing that he was doing, he was healing their diseases. Not only was he teaching the, the, and giving the truth, but he was backing the truth up with the divine power of God as, as, as he was um, uh, validating, validating what he was doing as he healed people. And, and, and it was a compassionate ministry. And do you notice that he attracted crowds, uh, not only from Galilee, but from Syria and from the capitalist. The capitalist was a uh, kind of a conglomerate of 10 different cities that were Hellenized, that had Greek influence in it, and that there are a lot of Gentiles there. And, he, and it says they came from beyond the Jordan, in other words, east of the Jordan. So uh, all of this kind of leads me to believe that there were numerous Gentiles that were coming in and following him as well. And so you get the, uh, the, the context there of, of the Sermon on the Mount, and all these crowds, including Gentiles, are attracted. And, and, it, and the traditional location, as we look at the setting for this, the traditional location is a location by the Sea of Galilee there in, in Galilee on a hill, it says a mountain, somewhere southwest of Capernaum. And so there is a tra traditional location that people visit there today. And it says, as the crowds were there, his disciples came to Jesus. And so they, they sit down in front of Jesus and then out beyond um, in kind of concentric circles, you might say, were the crowds. And so closest to Jesus were the believers, were the true followers. And then beyond him were the crowds, the ones that uh, uh, were curious and that were listening, that were watching the healings. Matthew chapter 7, verse 28, at the end of this sermon, it says uh, something about crowds. And it says that, th that um, when Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. So, so they were there somehow the other hearing him as he taught his disciples. They were listening in on this great sermon that was being taught uh, there and given to his disciples. And so, the, the sermon contained several sections, not just the Beatitudes, but overall the sermon primarily dealt with genuine obedience from the heart versus a misuse of the law, you know, just kind of going through the motions and adding your own thing and outward righteousness that really wasn't in the heart. That's what Jesus was challenging here. Uh, something that comes out of the heart, something that's real and true, genuine obedience from the heart. Is, is what he came, said. He, he, and he said, I came to fulfill, not abolish the law. I'm not talking about doing away with the law. He is the ultimate fulfillment of the law. But he says, uh, when you're doing that, you're doing it out of the heart, out of devotion. And that's the general thrust of this entire sermon. We're going to be looking at the eight uh, blesseds, the eight beatitudes in the first 12 verses. But the rest of the sermon covers at least 14 practical topics. 14 practical topics. Listen to this list of topics that Jesus talks about in this sermon. Forgiveness, lust and adultery, divorce, making vows, revenge. He deals with real love that actually even loves your enemies. Benevolent giving, prayer, 
fasting. He deals with wealth and God's provision. He deals with judging others. He deals with the golden rule. He deals with two life paths, the narrow path, the broad path. He deals with false teachers. And so there are 17 things that I just mentioned that he deals with in this sermon. But our focus... Our focus in the next seven podcasts or so is going to be on these eight blesseds. Blessed are, known as the Beatitudes, and it means fortunate or happy. Blessed, fortunate, or happy are those of you who do these things. And so I'm looking forward to looking at these Beatitudes, and I hope that you'll stay with us. Come along. Let's learn. Let's learn what it takes to have real real, genuine, lasting, soul-satisfying happiness. Something that we all want. Nothing wrong with wanting happiness as long as it, we don't go the wrong way with it and make it the drive of our life. Our drive as believers, again, should be honor to, to honor and glorify Jesus Christ, be faithful to Him, and out of that we find real, soul-satisfying happiness. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.